You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. You're listening to Tales of the Asteria, an alien RPG campaign podcast. Listener discretion is advised. All right. So, it's the beginning of the end. The characters don't realize it yet, but the players are well aware. So you guys make your way back to Solitude. Um, We're not going to bother with the maintenance rolls. I end up cutting those out of most recordings anyway. I think I left them in maybe two. Um, Because they are not really that exciting to listen to. Uh, Cut sassy deep. That's fair. Sassy alternates between fucking off and taking care of the ship and fixing what broke the last time he fucked off. Um, just as normal, and by the time you guys reach Solitude again, everything is fixed. Maybe a couple blips in Mother's systems, but Sassy was able to clear most of those Mother's anyway. Mother's getting old. She's... Don't trust Mother. Sometimes <laughs> she has weird ideas. Well, so you reach Solitude. No problems. Uh, you guys are put in dog. Oh, there's somebody on the radio? I was, I'm surprised. Yeah, okay. there's no problems whatsoever. Oh. oh. No screaming over the comm as we approach. Nope. None of that either. There was this odd moment where it got easy. Okay, so you guys are put on... We'll say you guys are directed to a dock on level in One of the lower levels. We'll say in 23. So is Falcone healed up by the time we get there? I think last time we had an injury like this we determine stasis does not continue healing once you're put into stasis okay um he will be able to walk the pauling med pauling med pod med pod um was able to heal him up and he might be stiff and sore for a while but that's the after effects of surgery no tennis no tennis for two weeks no trampolines (laughs) i'm not broken back yeah, I try not to try not to do any heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> Lift with your knees, not your back. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are directed to level in. Who's going where and doing what? I'm going hunting for a plasma rifle. <laughs> where aren't we supposed to bring these samples to? Yeah, we're gonna take the... I was. I mean, it doesn't take all of you. Well, I kind of. Well, that's where Garrett's going. Yeah, same. No, I figured that's where Garrett would go. Yeah, Falcone wants to... I mean, same thing. Um, I'd want to go check in with the doc and bring the samples and see how our crewmates are doing. I gotta tell Cat about all the stuff he's missed. So you're also going to Avene's Sassy? Sassy is, yeah. I'm hunting for plasma rifles and any heavy weaponry I can carry. So we're not quite splitting the party, just partly. <laughs> well, I mean, once we get paid... Any splitting is split. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, once we get paid, I'm going to go find the... You've already gotten paid. She paid you up front for this. Hmm. Ew. Okay. I thought we... Uh, all right. I thought I was expecting more money. Nope. You got paid up front. You asking yourself why you're still here? Uh, no, I still want to... <laughs> I still want to see because I'm expecting... Abattoir when we get there, so. Oh, and I have that mysterious thumb drive that I want to pass her way and 
see if she knows what's going on with it. Is that is that the one with the virus? No, that one got destroyed. This one is the one that was plugged into one of the stations, one of the workstations on Bowen's mm-hmm. colony. Yeah, it's the one we plugged into the terminal at the very beginning of that last part, um, okay. where we got data. We just don't know what the data is. Um, Avine would probably not be your best bet for that. She's a virologist, not a computer person. You do know, however, because I believe it was Falcone mm-hmm. that went to uh, the quote-unquote IT for Solitude, mm-hmm. uh, Quinn Moss. Okay. Was also the squirrely guy who couldn't sit still. Somebody got training from him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, Falcone did. That, That's where Falcone got contact. That would have been me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you you think he'd probably be your best bet for that one. So I want to go to Avine first. She's my top priority. Um, but after that, yeah, I definitely want to go to Quinn and see if Quinn can tell me what the hell's going on with that thumb drive. All right, we'll keep that in mind. So Jeff, Frederick... The last time you were here, you probably want to see Charity again. Or if she doesn't have anything, uh, she might know where to get that. She was the, the gunsmith. Yeah, yeah. With the southern accent. <laughs> That's where Fred got the uh, grenade launcher, grenades, and uh, armor. Yeah. Yep. So you're heading down to level U. And meanwhile, the others are heading up to level C. Are we allowed to, to carry weapons around, or do we have to hide the fact that we're armed to the teeth with unlicensed pulse rifles and flamethrowers and grenades and <laughs> <laughs> etc.? Heavy weapons, uh, you're not allowed to openly carry heavy weapons on Solitude. Stuff like your pistols, your bolt guns, those are fine. What about the armat? Does that count as a heavy weapon? That's the pulse no, rifle. That's, that's, that's there's it's the full auto machine gun. Yeah. Oh, you're not you're not carrying a machine gun on solitude. Oh, curses. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a machine gun counts as a heavy weapon. The armat is heavy weapon. Yeah, that's the heavy pulse rifle. The other is not. The pulse rifle Garrett has is not considered heavy weapon. It is a rifle, but oh. Well, I don't have any money anyway, so. <laughs> Is it possible to conceal either the armat or the flamethrower? No. Curses. All right. Uh, then, yeah, I've got my... You have to roll a card around. <laughs> <laughs> then I've just got my 357. <laughs> also, I'm going to... So when I said heavy weapons, I'm not going by the categorization in the book. You're not going to be able to get away with a shotgun. Okay. Or... I mean, most rifles, for that matter. So a holstered pistol is your... Yeah. Holstered pistol, any... um... Okay. Any blade, any handheld weapon. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, So, hey, GM. Yep. I have three doses experimental X drugs, and I'm sure I've asked this before, and I'm very sorry. What do they do? (laughs) You don't know. Okay, cool. Thank you. I do, but you don't. Oh, no. Take them. Or did I tell them. you that last time? I don't think. Oh no, no wait! I did them. tell you. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah. So, okay. um, 
you're not sure because they work differently depending on, um... I have a chart that I'll roll on to determine what happens. Basically, two, uh, two attributes will gain a plus two for one shift. At the end, you make an empathy roll. If you fail, a minus one to your highest attribute, and you're addicted to the extra. The minus one lasts one shift. All right. If you guys need guns at that point, you can probably just pick them up off of dead people. So, Yeah, it's probably too late anyway. Mm. I think we got to see how Kat and Katie's mom are doing. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so Frederick, I think Bates is going to tag along with you. Okay. And Katie naturally is sticking by Garrett. <laughs> so, specifically, what Fred is looking for is an Armat XM99A phased plasma pulse rifle. Nice. You're not finding one of those on Solitude. He will those are prototypes also... being used by the military right now. You're not finding one on Solitude. <clears throat> or an assault rifle or something like an RMAP model 37A2 12 gauge pump action. Anything that would pack a punch. And he's also looking for dirty bullets. Dirty bullets. Hmm. I'll come back to that. You're probably not going to find them here. And why would you even want to carry them around? So, the other three of you, Sassy, Garrett, Falcone, and Katie tagging along. You guys head up to level C. When you guys enter, she's, um... Her office looks a bit different than when you were last here. Um, instead of the transparent walls, the glass walls, they've been turned opaque. Um, you can no longer see through them. Hmm. Makes it a lot easier to navigate because you're not at risk of running into any walls because they were so pristinely kept. Are they still glass? Are they reinforced opaque walls now? <laughs> I mean, they're reinforced. It was reinforced glass to begin with. Um, they've just been turned opaque now. Okay. So they're still the same glass. Okay. Yeah. Is Veen here? Yeah, she's... Um, you make it through, and she's back in her office um, where she's got her desk and everything. Is she zombified? No. <laughs> we will go to her office and knock. Yeah. Um, she she looks up as you guys enter and waves you in. You got us in. Garrett nods. We've got it. I hope this works because we really don't want this mess getting out. Speaking of getting out, how are people doing? I could have told you that. Um, they're... I've got them sedated mostly. They've... Any sign of conscience in them and they go berserk throwing themselves at the walls and any sound they hear. I'm not sure what I can do for them. I'm not sure that anything can be done for them, but I might be able to make an inoculation against it. I've got I've got it started, but I needed the final, the, the original strain 
So pass, pass the vials here. Have any of them exploded yet? Exploded? It's the phase no? four from what we've learned and witnessed. Can one of us describe yeah. the phases to her? Like describe what we've yeah, learned? Yeah, you, you, you've got a real potential biohazard containment problem. No shite! That's why you brought them to me. Well, okay. we didn't know they were going to explode when we brought them to you. No, none of these have exploded. They've m- much the same as when you brought them here. Okay. Okay, well, that's our point, is they will eventually explode. And, like, some type of bioweapon and deliver their payload of the weapon as each one explodes. It's been months since they've been infected. If they were going to explode, they would have exploded. And I will point out, as GM, from what you found, that is in fact true. That's all right. Conscious cleared. (laughs) Didn't we copy the notes from the terminal at the... Oh. We brought multiple versions of whatever the serum is. Good, 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 good. All right. Um, Thank you. Now I can actually get to work properly. And she, like, takes the samples from you and hustles over to another desk that's got science machinery stuff <laughs> on it. I, th- I think that's what it should just label. just says science stuff. Yeah. Push, push science button here. <laughs> Basically. So, what, are we gonna meet you uh, up in a week from now, or what, what do we do? You're welcome. <laughs> well, you're the one that brought him here. I don't know what you're being snarky with, with me for. You brought and dropped these into my lap, and I'm doing this for you. I already paid you for this. So don't you be getting up in arms with me. Uh, so what's our time frame for, uh, or what's your time frame for building uh, a vaccine, uh, a cure? I don't know. I won't know until I get started. All right. How about we check in with you in a couple days? We'll let you work. Did you guys want to check in on Katie and Katie's mom and Kat? Yeah. I mean, yes. I'd want to ask Aveen if if we could. Ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Garrett's avoiding her now. He's going to no. go fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Falcone's going to ask. Is You know, hey, you, you mentioned you've, I mean, you've opaqued the walls. You've mentioned they're hypersensitive. Would it be okay to check in on our crew member and on Katie's mom? Yeah, yeah, fine. The you can turn the walls transparent again. Uh, she shows you like where the button is on a panel somewhere. Okay. Uh, I opaqued them because a they when not sedated fully, they throw themselves at the walls and it's creepy. They've smeared them with bodily fluids in doing so. Gross. Vomit lords. No. Blood. Oh. Alright. And feces in some cases. Ew. Ew. Well, that's just the drugs. Maybe we don't need to take a look? If they're, yeah, if, if they're sedated, uh, I, I don't see any positive outcome in going to talk to them. Yeah. Captain, what do you think? Let's... Let's let her work. Let's get out of her way. All right. 
We'll come check in on him. You good with that, Katie? I guess so. Is there... Looking around, is there like a way we can... Is there a camera feed observing the rooms, perhaps? Not that you can see. I mean, if there is, it'd probably be routed through Avine's personal uh, comm terminal. Falcone would like to ask Avine, uh, given what you're working with, do you have any need of paid bodyguards? Or just guards? She points over uh, to one side, and there's like six... uh, What did I... How did I refer to them? They're not androids. They're not like true synthetics, but they are mechanical. They're the what they're what helped you bring the gun um, turrets. Walking gun turrets. No. No. They're oh. what helped you bring the colonists from your ship to here originally. They're they're like Mass Effect mechs. Oh, the, okay. the small ones, not the big Atlas. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I gotcha. Okay. I mean, let's be honest, I was just looking for an excuse to carry my heavy weapons on station. <laughs> but okay. You'd well. have to get you'd have to get permission from Elliot for that. Elliot? Well If we got a couple days, I'm gonna go find some hookers and some blow. I wanna hunt down this Elliot. Really? You've uh, talked you've talked to his secretary before. She's the one that pointed you to Avine. Oh. I'd like to get back in touch and request permission to carry heavy weaponry on board. You All have right. fun with that. Garrett, what are you doing? Um, well, if Katie's okay with it, they're going to just kind of hang out nearby. Maybe uh, he's going to go get something to eat and they'll talk with Katie. Okay. And... Staying close so they can check up on progress and annoy the doctor some more. <laughs> yeah, she'll point you to a... There's a, a cantina down on level D. Okay. Then we'll go there. That's that's pretty good. Alright, so... Frederick. He's looking for the heaviest weapons and ammo he can find. Well, darling, you cleared me out last time. I cannot do Southern today. Apparently, it's all Irish. Irish Southern. Southern Irish. So, any shotguns, heavy pulse rifles, machine guns, anything? She thinks about it for a minute. All right, I'll tell you what. If you got 750, then I can get you a shotgun. Deal. Any dirty bullets? No. There's not a chance in hell that you can get those on this station. They are not allowed. Well, I had to ask. I'll take the shotgun in every round you have for it. <laughs> uh, she'll give you three, re- uh, two reloads. Um, and that'll... It's not precisely it. It's definitely been, um... Well, she's a gunsmith. She makes a lot of what she sells. Um, but it, it'll it use the stats of the Armat uh, 37A2 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. Okay. You said that was 750? Yeah. And is there anybody else on the station that may have some 
top shelf weaponry. <laughs> what are you expecting to run into, dear? I don't know, but when I find it, I want to blow it to hell and back. Apparently. Honestly, most of them come through me. Okay. There might be a few on level N that have weapons, but I can't promise they'd be willing to sell them. Doesn't hurt a guy to ask. It might if they take you the wrong way. Fair point. I'll ask gently. You wouldn't happen to have a harpoon gun, would you? She thinks. If you give me what you want the harpoon to be, and... Give me a day or so I can get one built. Solid steel rod would be nice with a nice pointy tip. Yeah, give me the rods and I can get you a harpoon gun. I don't got any of those lying around. Let me go dig. And Garrett, you go down to level D and find the cantina. All right. I don't suppose you... Eat. Want anything to eat? I mean, I enjoy. I like eating. All right then. I don't really have to. So he'll go and order, whatever. Yeah. So he's just, uh, he's gonna try to gauge her, even though she's a synthetic. <laughs> like I don't know if he can read if she has some type of emotional display, but. I mean, they display. Um, she displays emotions just like you do. They, they, if you didn't know she was synthetic, you wouldn't be able to tell. If I remember right, it took us a while to find out that she was, didn't it? So how are you holding up, Katie? I'm, I'm okay. You worried about your mom? Yeah. Did that doctor lady say she couldn't, might not be able to make them better? Yeah, she said she, it sounded to me like she didn't know. She also sounds a bit stressed. So I figured we'd let her work a bit, get out of her way, then go back and see if we can't learn anything more. Okay. But if so, we'll just sit here and we'll have a bite to eat and then go back. That sound good to you? You think she'd get it done that fast? No, but she might be in a better mood our food or like hot chocolate hot chocolate always made mom feel better i think that's a great idea so yeah he'll eat and mm -hmm. then they'll get hot cocoa and go back all right sassy <laughs> you find your way down to it's one of the lower levels listening for the the thumps of the base probably you know, find it by feeling it through your feet before you can hear it uh, well, you know, uh, Federico um, had a, a, a bar, basically, that fronted his um, fight circuit. That's uh, where you got some of your skills, some of your, I think, talents you trained with him. Uh, so, you know, he's got a place down on uh, level V. I... That's the very bottom of the station. I am going to get extremely inebriated and try and forget the horrors that I've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, at least for tonight. Alright, that's easy enough to do. Falcone, what were you doing again? Oh, right, you were going to speak with... 
Well, you have Elliot. to speak to Olivia to get to uh, Elliot. Yeah. I was looking to go get permission to carry weapons on board. Yeah. Uh, so you, um, Olivia has the entirety of level B is Olivia's office. It kind of gets smaller as you go up. So, so she's at a desk when you uh, get to level B and working on a terminal. She's got a number of data pads stacked up on her desk, a physical notepad in hand and a <laughs> wooden pencil even. Uh, the pencil's tucked behind her ear. Uh, yes, can I help you? Uh, y- yeah, I- I'd like to meet with Elliot as soon as possible, if you don't mind. What is this about? I would very much like permission to uh, carry heavy weapons on board. Uh, I-, I fear that there's something on board that we may need to defend ourselves against very, very soon. Do you have any proof of this? Um, do I have any proof of this? No, because there is no proof to be had. You do have a mysterious thumb drive, but you have absolutely no proof there is anything on board that is dangerous, that is not contained. I was going to say, can I mention Avine's uh, medical facility? You can. Okay, so um, so I'm going to go ahead and describe to her Avine's medical facility and the two people stationed there and the information we found out about this virus while we were while we were at Bowen's colony. And then I'm also going to describe in as visceral detail as I can the creatures that we ran into on Bowen's colony. I'm going to fill her in on the whole nine yards. Like, look, this is what's happening. This is what we've discovered. One of them even broke my back. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm going to describe all that and say I, I feel like solitude's in danger. Um, I I want to carry weaponry, not for the protect, not for any sort of aggressive nature, but to protect other people around me on the station. She she sits through all of that. She doesn't even flinch. You finish and she reaches for her coffee that's sitting on her desk. She just takes a sip. Avino Carroll has had not a single outbreak from her offices. She has the best decontamination and containment protocols of anyone that has ever had an office on this station. That being said, if you wish to submit a request to carry heavy weaponry on Solitude, she hands you a data pad. Fill out this form and it will be considered. So I'm absolutely going to fill out the application and, uh, you know, send it her way. Mm Mm-hmm. And from there, I'm going to head down to uh, I'm going to thank her for for her time. And I'm going to head down to uh, I already forgot their name, but Computer Wiz. Uh, Computer Wiz is Quinn something. There we go. Quinn. That was it. Quinn Computer Woman. Quinn Moss. There and we it's go. actually a dude. OK. Quinn a Computer. Squirrely little guy with Coke bottle glasses and cannot sit still. Like, he crouches on his chair. Like, I don't know if you've read uh, Death Note, but, like, um, I cannot remember. It's been a long time since I've read that. But he, like, crouches on his chair. He doesn't sit on it. Like, he's like a gargoyle. Yeah, that sounds adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head his way. Um, yeah, you get there. He's on um, level D, so he's only a few levels down from where you're at after talking to 
<sighs> Olivia. Uh, his office is... He's just got, like, a really small office. Like, it's almost a closet. He doesn't have, like, a big space like uh, Avine does. He doesn't have a whole floor like Olivia does. It's just, like... A closet, and it feels even more so like a closet because he's got shelving on both the left and the right sides. It's deeper than it is wide, and it's crammed full of as much as he could possibly fit in here. You can only fit one person through the little aisle that's left. Oh, shit. And he's got a desk that's pushed up against the far wall, and it too is piled with all kinds of electronics, and he sits in a chair in front of it. Uh, I'm going to ask Quinn to evaluate the thumb drive. He, like, adjusts his glasses as he turns when you enter. Uh, yes, uh, what, what, what do you want? What do you need? Did something break again? No, no, but we found a thumb drive on an ex- My crew found a thumb drive on an expedition that we're pretty convinced has some material on it that might be worth some money. Do you mind taking a look? Adjusts his glasses again, squints at you. What's in it for me? Uh, well, the material on this thumb drive might be worth a hefty chunk of cash. We're willing to share the bounty. That's a big maybe. It is a big maybe. We honestly don't know what's on here yet. And then I'm also going to mention it might score you Avine's gra- Dr. Avine's gratitude as well. Why would it do that? Well, it's possible this thumb drive might have something to do with uh, a project that she's currently studying. Might get her a little further in her research than she's currently hovering at. Give it here. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely well. And then he'll take it, he'll reach over and grab, um, it's basically a, a, an old style data pad that's got an adapter <laughs> to take the newer thumb drive. Um, in it and and he'll plug it into that and he just looks at it for a minute like nothing sparks nothing breaks there's nothing nothing seems to happen he's looking at it and he's like scrolling through it for a while and he's like mm, mm. there's this is just monitoring software it takes information of the machine it was plugged into and sends it somewhere else so there's no information actually on that thumb drive right it doesn't store anything are you able to trace where it sent that information? Um, no, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been far from it. Uh, it's got a limited range. It'd have to be on the same planet. So, all right. Well, I'm sorry this was a bust. Thank you. Yeah, he'll like hand you back the thumb drive. I'm going to head out to go try and find Garrett. Where do you do that? Where do you look? Actually, you know what? No, I think I'm going to head back to Dr. Avine's office. I'm going to head back to Dr. Avine's office and see if I can volunteer my services, see if there's anything uh, she needs an extra pair of hands for. All right, you head up to level C again. She's hovering over her equipment, and uh, she's got a data pad in one hand. I've just started. I haven't got anything for you yet. Uh, Volunteering an extra pair of hands. Just wondering if there's anything I can help out with. What's your training? Uh, Military field medic. Uh, Colonial Marines. She stops for a second, like turns and looks at you. (laughs) If I have a broken limb that needs to be fixed, I'll call you. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Then, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go head up and pester Olivia again. I want to see if uh, I can, you know, maybe 
Hey, so how about my application? How about my application? How about my application? And uh, see if I can get any info on that. Good way to not get it approved, bud. I know, right? <laughs> All right, Garrett. You guys have, you and Katie eat. And you get the hot chocolate and you go back to Avine. She looks All more right. annoyed when you enter. <laughs> Poor Avine. It's afraid of that. What? What? Are you taking turns? Um. <laughs> so, Garrett is more suspicious now than what he was with this. He's going to. Can I attempt some type of observation to gauge her mood? Like. Go ahead, and I'm actually going to make that, um, what is, observation is normally tied to wits, right? Um. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, make it with empathy instead. Uh, okay. So it'd be a plus one. Or you can just make it a manipulation roll. Manipulation's actually probably better in this system. Okay. Because you have to understand other people's moods to be able to manipulate them, so. <clears throat> I'm going to push it, because it's going to make, it'll make sense. Okay. For Garrett to do this. Do I increase the stress before or after I reroll? Before. Come on, Garrett. Um, so you look at her, and she's even paler than the last time you saw her. She's got huge bags under her eyes. She looks maybe thinner than the last time you saw her. She looks tired and worn. And what are you trying to get from this? Oh, just if that stage one aggression was setting in. <laughs> You don't think so, because along with the aggression, you remember um, it it um, made note of like varicose veins alongside the same. And the aggression didn't really. Well, it's a bit different for each of the strains, because the first strain that I guess the strain that she's been working with here, she doesn't look sick. And those that became aggressive, like Katie's mom and Kat, they lost there, there's no sign that they retained any of their memories or intelligence. <clears throat> okay. So Garrett will say to her, cause kind of standing behind Katie a bit, well, Katie here was a little worried and she thought hot chocolate always cheered her mom up so she would bring you some. And I kind of give her this look that one parent would give to the other, like, pay attention. <laughs> I'll try manipulation for her to acknowledge Katie. Uh, you don't need to do that. She, like, looked down at Katie, set the data pad down on the desk, and just, like, rub her forehead for a minute. That was very, that, that was very nice of you, dearie. Um, thank you. And, and she'll, like, she'll step forward, she'll accept the hot chocolate from Katie. <sighs> I'm sorry. I don't mean, I'm not normally this... There's been a lot of sleepless nights since you left the last time. Since you brought him here, for that matter. Well, maybe you should give, you some time, give yourself time to rest. I know you feel like you can't because there's no time, but if uh, fatigue is making, you, making mistakes, then it doesn't matter anyway. I'm not making any mistakes. But thanks for your concern. Did, did, you, need, did you need anything else, or was it just bringing me the chocolate? Well, she's, you know, worried about her mom. So is there like a room camera or something she can observe? Uh, yes. Um, she'll go over to her workstation, her uh, terminal, 
And she'll like, you know, log into it and pull up the camera feed and which one was which one which one was the mother again? Bowens. Uh right, she was one of the first two you brought in. Uh yeah, and she pulls up the camera feed. Thank you. And she's looks much the same as when you left. I mean she's still that really thin, underfed look. Um she's currently fully sedated um we got an iv in her arm and everything and strapped down onto um a gurney or table um he'll just let katie do whatever she needs to do and wait for that and if she doesn't really do anything you'll say well she's resting and no danger to herself or anyone else now all we do is wait okay do you, Thank you, Doctor. Do you know what made them sick? Well, we suspect what we brought back with us is what made them sick. And that's what the doctor's using to create a cure. But how did it get there? Uh, I can't say I know for sure, but I can suspect it either was brought there by some people and got out or was purposely used to see and observe what would happen. Fortunately, your it appears your your mother and the others here were exposed to a very early stage of it and much less deadly than what it's become, which is a good sign. Okay. All things considered. And then Avine once once Katie seems satisfied, Avine will like lock her terminal again and 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 she's finished the hot chocolate and she'll hand it back hand the empty mug back to Katie pat her on the head and thank her again I probably won't have anything until tomorrow there's not a whole lot's gonna happen today I've I've got some things synthesizing and that that's gonna take that's gonna take a while so um you should probably get some rest. Garrett will nod and thank you again. Come on, Katie. And Falcone, you were going to bother Olivia. Then yeah, he's gonna he's actually gonna ping Garrett and say and let him know like I have no cash. I've uh, applied to carry my weapons on on station. Uh, we've done what we can with Avine. Uh, what's next on the uh, agenda, Captain? He kind of, he'll glance at Katie. Well, we're going to, let's rest for the evening. And in the sure. morning, we'll check on the doctor. Check on, uh, check on Katie's mom. Sure. And I give her a pat on the back as he says that. No other jobs that need doing in the meantime? Might as well make it a little, little extra cash. Uh, you are welcome to do that. Let's just not take the ship anywhere. Right about now, you guys get a... A message. It's uh, it's a selfie of Sassy <laughs> snorting a, a rail off of a hooker's butt. Oh my god! Um. Oh my god! You did not send that to Katie, did you? PCs, it's me, Remel Turnus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. 
Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. Is there a way to reach out to Olivia that's not in person to ask her, like, uh, or is there a job board on station, like uh, an intranet where I can just check and see, like, hey, these are people who are hiring for stuff? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. But yeah, uh, Falcone's going to check the job board. A lot of it is asking for... It's actually run through Madame Rosa at the soup kitchen. Because a lot of them are requests for, let's put it bluntly, test subjects. Oh, no. That That's what a lot of them wind up being, is I'm testing a new drug. I need volunteers. Is there anything about testing for new cybernetics? New spines? I mean, I already have a robotic leg and my spine is damaged. I mean, you know? <laughs> Yes. the In fact, the doctor that did your leg, Mikhail Baxter, mm-hmm. he's got a couple different things that he wants to test. One has been sitting there for a while because it involves neurosurgery. Oh, really? I'm interested. Okay. Um, what kind of neurosurgery? Like, what are we talking about? It's actually really vague. It's supposed to increase your cognition. Interesting. Um, yeah, I want to talk to, uh, I want to talk to the doctor about this. This, this is piquing Falcone's interest. You head up to floor B. He's the floor right above Avene. Sure. And, oh, no, okay, I was wrong. Olivia's hunt is not the whole level because Mikhail's is on B. Okay. So Olivia's office, uh, is in the center of level B. She's like right there where the elevator lets out. Okay. Uh, in, in an office right there across from the elevator. He's B7, so there's there's multiple offices on this level. Sure. Um, so you head to his office. He's He's got somebody in the chair that he's, like, um, installing an arm on or repairing the arm. We are not sure exactly which. Cool. Okay. Uh, he's a cyber doc. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he, he calls up, be, wi- be with you in a moment. No worries, Doc. And then you're waiting for... It probably takes him 20 minutes to finish up, and then he's uh, giving instructions to the individual with the arm on... uh, It sounds like he probably was um, repairing it because of uh, misuse or they didn't keep it cleaned properly, something. And, And he's giving instructions on how to keep it from happening again. Blah, blah, blah. That person leaves. 
and he turns around. Ah, yes, the the leg. Yes. Uh, what can yes. I do for you? Yes. Well, I saw that you were looking for somebody to uh, volunteer for some experimental surgery. His eyes light up. Which one? Well, there was one that involved some neurosurgery that looked interesting. Ah, uh, yes, my cognition increaser. Okay, uh, that's been on the board for a while. Nobody ever, nobody seems to want to be smarter. Damn shame. Damn shame. Yes, come, 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 come. And he's like, he's trying to get you prepped and ready to go, like, before you change your mind. So he's like, he's like rushing you, like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And and he's like prepping to shave your head to get, you know. <laughs> we don't need to waste any time with consent forms. Let's oh, just no, go. That's, Which that's shoved, that, that's shoved in his face. He's got a data pad that he hands you, uh, like, as he's getting, uh, as he's like shaving your head. <laughs> Which definitely sets off some alarms. I mean, I dig the shaved head look, like that's cool and all. But I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 doc, doc, kick the brakes here. Um, what exactly is this surgery? Let me know what I'm signing up for here. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cognition increase. It's supposed to expand your mind, expand the capabilities of, uh, of, of the mind. Or you can come down to uh, deck V and expand your mind with sassy. <laughs> it's a lot like taking a line, really. You know what? I'll go with the doc. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to put my name on the dotted line. <laughs> All right, perfect. Good job, Sassy. You convinced me. <laughs> and I'm not going to describe how brain surgery works because I don't know how brain surgery works. Take off part of your skull and and, and starts messing about inside. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Fun and times. you're, of course, conscious through this whole thing and all of that. He's got all the right anesthetic. I'm answering questions. I'm doing math problems, all that sort of thing while he's operating. Just to make sure mm-hmm. I'm still intact. Yeah. Roll me 1d6. Just 1d6. Okay. There it is. You're fine so long as 2 plus 2 equals 5. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. I got a 2. <laughs> Aww. Or maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Is one still So he good? finishes up. Are... Oh, one is not good. One was instant. One was uh, something goes wrong and your brain dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> that okay. was a so possibility. Two is, less... two is less bad. Two is less bad. Okay. Less bad. <laughs> yeah. What a time not to get a six, bud. Right? I know. <laughs> I'm almost sad you didn't roll a five. That one was fun. Is this an actual table in the book? No, this is one that I came up with. Specifically (laughs) for this surgery. Oh, I'd say just pick your favorite. Wow. No, what's the point of making a table then? I wanted it to be your fault, not mine. So I made you roll it. Okay, so... So, he finishes up. And glues your skull back together, or however they do that, staples it back together, whatever. And gives you a bottle of painkillers, and he's got, like, a room that you can rest in, or he points you to, uh, basically, room that you can rent, or, uh, whatnot, and you're instructed to rest. Exactly how stoned do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> um... 
he asks for somebody he can call because he places you in a wheelchair because you're okay. You're drugged up. Cool. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him Garrett's contact information. Yeah. So Garrett, <laughs> uh, you get a call. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. Uh, you're, and he, he pauses for a minute and Falcone could see, like, he's looking at the consent form. You're Falcone's captain? Uh, yes. Why? Oh, no, uh, he just had brain surgery and, uh, he's still doped up and I need somebody to make sure he doesn't drown in his own drool. Well, he recovers. I'm sorry? Yeah, he underwent one of my experimental cognition increases. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He volunteered? Yeah. For brain surgery? Yeah. Can't you just keep him until he's better? Uh, I mean, I guess he can, like, lay in one of the cots that I got, but... i do some more surgery on him. I was gonna say, is Falcone stoned enough to volunteer for, like, anything else that Mikhail might have put on the job board? Like, he, as long as you got can, me, Doc. You can try. Uh, he would not, because he's still waiting to see how well this one worked, and he doesn't want anything to interfere with the results. Oh. That okay. is troubleshooting I 101. I you only do one thing at a time. Okay. Boy. Oh. <laughs> All right, where are you? Uh, B7. All right, we'll be right there. Can he like try? He to puts the phone down. Yeah, he disconnects the hmm. the call, leans forward and rests his head in his hands. Just kind of exhales. Can Falcone like try to chase the office cat and be like sleepy baby? You try, and you sort of face plant as you fall out of the wheelchair. <laughs> I'm assuming the doc puts me back in the yeah. wheelchair and then restrains it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Garrett, you get there eventually, and um. Yeah. So Garrett, Garrett asks right before he leaves, Katie. Mm-hmm. I might need your help. Okay. Do you grab some of the sedatives out of the med bay before you? Should you join me, please? Okay. I say yeah. She'll return to. I don't know if I have to give him the Falcone or the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> And he's also taking his weapon. He's all right. And so, uh, you get to you get to B seven, and Katie joins you. The doctor's there. He's a I don't remember how I described him or if I did the first time, but he's like a big, burly guy. Uh, one eye has like obviously cybernetic, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he waves you in as you as you as you get there, and he's like got Falcone in a wheelchair. He's got his shoulders strapped to the chair like he's got, um, I don't know what he would have used, um, medical tape, uh, <laughs> just to keep him in the chair. Garrett sizes Falcone up, looks at the doctor. <clears throat> um, what exactly am I supposed to do with him now? He just needs rest. Does he need a nurse? And he kept trying to chase, I think he said a baby. 
So he might be hallucinating. It's just the anesthetics. He'll they'll they'll wear off. He just needs rest. And bring him back in about 8 hours and uh, so I can test him again. And Falcone's going to look up and just say Captain Garrett. Cap. Captain. Captain. <laughs> it should wear off. All right, but if this doesn't change in 8 hours, I'm leaving him with you. Okay. Fair. That's so mean, Gary. How could you? <laughs> what did the doctor do to deserve this? <laughs> he's wheeling Garrett out. Or he's wheeling uh, Falcone out. All right, Katie. Sedatives? Mm-hmm. She'll, like, hand you them. <laughs> okay. When we get back to the ship, change the combination on his weapon lockers. Okay. All right. So, I'm assuming Falcone and Garrett, you spend the night on the ship. Yeah. Sassy, where do you wind up for the night? Does a woman take you home or do you pass out at the bar? Does a guy take you home? I imagine he's going to wake up in uh, somebody's somebody's room. uh, That Yeah, and it's going to be like, are are you the boyfriend of who I slept with or did I sleep with you? Okay. And Frederick. Where do you spend the night? Well, if my hunt's fruitless, I go back to the ship. You do find parts enough, uh, metal rods or whatever, that would work as harpoons, and you can get them to uh, charity, and she can build you that harpoon gun. Woohoo! And she, she'll, she gives you, she'll, it'll take about a shift to make, so like about eight hours. So come back in the morning and they'll be ready. Yeah, I just go back to my ship and... Hit the bunk and look at Falcone and look at Garrett and look at Falcone and look at Garrett and dude, what the fuck? He volunteered for brain surgery. <sighs> and you fuckers think I'm crazy. All right. Everybody sleeps the night and wake up the next morning. Falcone. All right. How bad was it? Um. Uh, it did the exact opposite. You have a permanent minus one to your wits. Oh, no. <laughs> Instead of a plus one that it would have been. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> You're not quite brain dead, though. Well, maybe go back and have him do it again. And But yeah, um, you can... Yeah! <laughs> and I'm assuming you do return to the doctor in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he runs you through a battery of tests and seems highly disappointed in your results. Mm. Oh, poor guy. And then he's like, he doesn't explain anything. He's just like dictating notes, uh, taking down notes like as, as you're answering. And he's, you just read it in his face. It was not the results he hoped for. You feel well, like you let him down. I do. I feel like I've disappointed my father. <laughs> uh, Garrett, what do you do in the morning? Um, <clears throat> well, after we take care of our uh, patient, uh, Katie and I will head to um, back to C-32. All right. I'm just trying to figure out where everybody's at. And... <laughs> where were you when the world stopped? Yeah, Sassy. Uh, you wake up in an unfamiliar room. I, I know that that headache, though. Oh, you definitely know that headache. Yeah, and and you're shirtless. 
And these aren't your pants that you're wearing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, hmm. But you are able to find your clothes in the mess on the ground. There's like, uh, other than just clothes spread about, this is whoever stays here either does not pick up after themselves or maybe this mess was all made in one night. You're not, you can't remember. And there's beer cans and uh, food packaging. It's just a mess. I remember something about drinking out of the bong. That's that's turning my stomach now. Yeah. I better find my clothes and, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, raid the fridge while I'm here. I mean, I'm here anyway. Yeah, and there's there's a, a, a slim, dark-haired dark guy asleep still on the bed. Eh, doesn't matter when it's Arcturian. And Frederick. Fred remembered that the weapons lady told him that there might be some people on level N that had top shelf weaponry so he sets off to find them. Uh, she didn't say top shelf but level N is you know where all of the it feels rude to call them destitute uh, but there were the desperate gather those that have come here hoping for one of the doctors to cure something or fix something and some of them are just waiting for the right thing to pop up on the wanted ads. <laughs> if they don't have the money, if they don't have the money to uh, pay for it uh, full out. So he goes rooting around level in to see if he can find anybody with something that's shiny and uber. Okay. So you're not going to pick up your uh, harpoon gun. <clears throat> oh, I pick up the harpoon first. Okay, so you go down to level U and then back up to level N. Yep. Okay. So, Garrett, you and Katie return to Avine's office, and she's sitting at her desk. You're pretty sure that's the same clothes she was wearing yesterday. It's hard to tell because she does have a lab coat on, but you're pretty sure that she hasn't left since you last visited her. And she's sitting at her desk... Head on a fist, and she looks asleep. He looks down at Katie. <clears throat> I'm not waking her up. But didn't you have questions for her? Yeah. You know what? Let's bring her some cocoa again. Okay. So they will go get... Yeah, you guys go and get her some cocoa, and you return. Still sleeping? Yep. So Garrett will set the hot cocoa near her, so maybe she smells it. Just... Yeah, so as, like... As soon as you set the cup on her desk, she she jerks awake. What? Oh, uh, uh, what? What time is it? Um. Oh. All right. Know. Uh. Oh, chocolate. Thank you. Uh. She'll take a lo lo big, like downs half of it all at once. Uh. All right. Um. Oh, and she gets up and she'll go over to her setup where she was at all of her machines and stuff over there. And that's weird. That's not, that's not normal. This isn't a normal. It looks like they used some alien material for this. I don't rec, it's not terrestrial. It's nothing I am familiar with. And it seems, it looks like it's mutating them. Um, uh, is, so <clears throat> the colony we found... We found these in a lab that was separate from the main colony building. 
Weyland Yutani scientists were there. Of course it is. We assume they were experimenting on the people. And that's why we have different versions of the That makes sense. Of the substance. Alright, um We're hoping that uh the patients you have here were infected with the much earlier incarnation. Yes, uh from from what you said yesterday, they they it seems like they go through the stages rather quickly within a matter of days and I've had these for months and they hasn't been much change um alright and then she she's pulling up her feeds on her computer on her terminal and, and she's I mean just looking at them making sure they're still whole and unconscious and then she stops and, and you and you notice this because she goes ghost white because the restraints are empty. Uh, does Garrett see that the restraints are empty? Yeah. And, well, you see her go ghost white, and then you look at what she's looking at, and there's a bit of... It looks like a ash on the table where she keeps them. And, but I mean, you recognize that as the final stage, as in this has become airborne. Oh. They disintegrated. They did what now? That's when they become airborne. Is that... Is the ventilation in there contained? It, yes, it, it it should be. Um, I need, I need, I need... And she's furiously typing away on her terminal. And everybody notices what happens next because uh, a voice starts ringing over the station... Quarantine in effect, lockdown protocols in effect, docking bay locked down. And then there's instructions on how to personal quarantine, make sure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if anybody shows any symptoms of being sick, do this. Most of the people don't seem to panic all that much. You know from the rumors of this place that breakouts happen. <laughs> they have, that's why they have everything in effect. And... Some of the worst rumors about this place say that anybody who gets sick during a quarantine, because you're instructed to inform the nearest guard, and Elliot is the one that employs all the guards, he pays them, um, they're the few that actually get to carry their heavier weapons on board. You're told to report to the nearest guard, and rumors say that person is never seen again. Outside of the experimentation labs. Maybe. So, given how neatly this particular quarantine lockdown um, lines up with the information that I gave Olivia yesterday, is there any consequence there? What do you mean? Uh, does Olivia get in touch with me and say, you know what, we might be able to get you in touch with Elliot. Would you mind? And then, you know, directions and time. She does not get in touch with you, no. Uh... Katie's mom? Uh, yeah, she's still in, uh, she's still in her spot. I'm assuming the answer to my question is no, that the ventilation in there is not contained based on the quarantine that was just announced. It is, but she still, um, initiates the quarantine because that's a procedure because you can't, when it's airborne, uh, you can't be 100% sure it's contained. There's always margins of error. I know where there isn't. All right. So you just locked down the entire station? 
Yes, until we can get this contained and our... If it's out, it's too late. We have to get to a ship and get out of here. Can't do. They lock down the... That she, like, gestures up as the recording loops. They've locked down. There's no getting out of here until this thing is contained. And I, if I can get... She goes back to her workstation and she's like, frantically, if I can get... I'm I'm close. I, If I can get an... Uh, a vaccine against this uh, inoculation, then I then we can pass it about the station. Can he's looking around the la- he's looking around the lab, like the fortifications of it. Uh, if these things get loose, this lab is going to get trashed. You can't stay here. They're they're all sedated. They're not they're they're not getting loose. Not them, the ones who just got infected. You said yourself you don't know if it's contained. That's right. I. And then she's like, she returns to her terminal and then she's, you can see she's rewinding back to figure out when this happened. And she's rewinding for an uncomfortably long time. And it was, it happened sometime like in the middle of the night. How long's it been? It's six hours. And how long is stage one supposed to last? People should be showing signs soon. Look. If you can, if you can come up with a cure in a few hours, you can do it here. Otherwise, we need to move this stuff out of here. I say we get back to the ship. You can't get into any ships. The docking bay is locked down. You can't get onto the docking bay. Then we need to find a more secure location. They won't even let us back onto our ships. No, only Elliot. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure Elliot or Olivia could have a card override to override that. But you need their permission. They would have to give you the codes. And I've never once heard of them giving anybody the codes during a quarantine. Well, then you may have to ask for them. I'm trying to be calm here, but you really have no idea how screwed we are. We've seen what this thing does to a colony. Didn't you say they were intentionally infected then, though? At this point, it doesn't matter. They're infected. And with the number of people on here that could possibly be infected... There isn't enough firepower to stop them. Then... We have to move this lab to a secure location. Fine. What do you suggest, then? Well, I suggested my ship, but seeing how you locked everything down, we're going to have to get permission to go out there. We can at least lock the ship up while we work. I don't know why you're expecting me to be able to convince them to give us the override codes. Well, we could start with you're the one that called for the lockdown. Yeah, that'd make them less likely to give me the codes. Because it started in my office. Well, if you have a more secure location, then I'm all ears. (sighs) But this room is full of glass. They've gone through titanium doors. This glass is not going to stop them. A human can't go through tit... I don't care how strong, how many inhibitions it removes. There's no way they're going through titanium. They might be able to open doors if they retain anything. Though I haven't seen that of these here, but I'm not sure what the new strain does. Are you going to move the lab or not? I'm telling you, this place is not safe. Fine, fine. I've got... (sighs) There has to be a security facility in this building, in this station. Somewhere that's protected. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's Elliot's. But look, (sighs) I suppose my apartment is the best we're going to get. It's a lot smaller. There's no external... Uh, aside from the one door, there's just the one entrance. 
And I've got my, uh, she gestures at her security robots. I guess that's better than glass walls. And, and she's like, she'll like direct you to help her move machinery onto a dolly, basically. Um, you guys start moving her stuff. Uh, right. She's got an, she'd be down on level D. All right. He's going to notify the crew what's going on and give them the location that we're moving the lab to. On my way. Why are you moving the lab? She says the ship is locked down. This place is going to get overrun. There's too many entrances and the walls are glass. If she needs more time to find a cure. So move the uh, move the infected out. One of the infected exploded sometime last night. There's no guarantee that the gas didn't get out into the station. So first thing we should do is get ourselves some suits, right? If it's out, we're, it doesn't matter. If it's out, it doesn't matter, and we can't get to the ship with the lockdown. She says, Elliot can give us a pass to our ship. But that'll take some convincing. Or Olivia, his assistant. Or Olivia. Where you guys want to meet up? I'm helping get this lab loaded up, and then I'll check in with you. Yeah, I wanted to say, like, when I was leaving the apartment, I would have gone straight to the ship. Um... Did you make it to the ship before the lockdown? <laughs> well, we well, I, I doubt it because the uh, lock. But I mean, I would have head to the ship when I heard the lockdown. But um, I still want to go to the ship anyway. Uh, you can't. The docking bay is locked down. You cannot even get into the docking bay. Is it guarded? It is guarded. There are two. They don't really have a uniform, but it looks like they they maybe like military fatigues basically um is what Elliot's guards use where mm-hmm. and they've got well let's say pulse rifles when the quarantine alarm starts mm-hmm. am I still in Mikhail's lab we'll say you had just finished up he just finished his checkup okay so so I'm still in his lab then. I'm still in his physical presence. Right? Yeah. Okay. I would immediately and very, very noticeably go white as a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Mikhail would notice, being that he's a surgeon. Um, I'm going to immediately ask, uh, ask him. I mean, really, like, take him by the shoulders and ask him, this is dead serious. Do you have oxygen masks? Of course I do. Um, And then I'm going to let him know that we need to get into inhalation equipment right now. And uh, I'm going to explain to him exactly why we need to get into inhalation equipment and exactly how bad what's just been released into the station is. He's got a couple hazmat suits, probably two, three. Uh, if, if it's this bad because one of them exploded, we need to do something about the other 19 before they all explode too and make it 19 times worse. Ooh, he's got a point. I'll relay that to the doctor. Alright, I'll let the doctor know. If I remember right, when we executed the ones on Bowen Station, they all exploded right when we killed them, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we could do something... 
so that they don't explode, un, you know, at an uncontrolled time, or in an un, or or put them someplace where, when they explode, it won't contaminate anything other than the area they're in. Just stick them all in a Ziploc bag, or, <laughs> or hibernation, basically, hibernation yeah. pod. Yeah. Or we ask if the lab has if incinerator we, units. Yeah, or if if we can find a way, just to, you know, yeet them. I mean, sure, sure. That makes sense. <clears throat> So as Garrett's helping, then he's going to bring that up with the doctor. I mean... Look, over his shoulder at wherever Katie is, I'm not suggesting destroy them. Because I'm definitely not up for doing that to Katie's mom. But can we put them in a pod or something to have them sleep? Maybe slow it down. We dropped off all those shipping containers. Weren't they in sleeping pods in the shipping containers? Yes. Oh, they were. Can oh. we just put them back in that? That would at least contain yeah. somewhat, even if it isn't a complete, perfect biohazard seal. It's going to at least contain uh, it a little bit. The containers that they came in, do you still have them? Yes. Um, she snaps her fingers, and then she's um, a data pad, we'll say, giving orders to her robot there's I think she's got I think I said she's got like six of them um uh, I'll have them uh they'll bring all the pods in here into into this office there's there's enough room for them obviously um and and then we can get this moved by the time we get my setup moved they should have most of them back here Garrett Katie and Avine are currently moving her workstation to her apartment on level D to uh, one level below where you're currently at and and Falcone you're with Dr. Mikhail Baxter and he does have we'll say he has three hazmat suits um, so he takes one you take one and then we're just going to carry the other and I'm going to see if I can't take Dr. Mikhail with yeah, me sure. um, along to the apartment sure um, I'm also going to ask him before we go if he has any, any heavier weaponry than just my pistol in his office. He does not. Didn't think so. Worth a shot, though. All right. Yes. He's got his own pistol, like uh, basically like a service pistol for his personal protection. But yeah, I'm I'm going to strongly encourage him to pick it up and take it. All with. right. And Frederick, you were on level in heading to Madame Rosa because uh, she knows everybody who's got anything as far as the desperate and destitute are concerned. Yes, I was. Do you continue your path to Madame Rosa or do you turn and head up to level a start heading up to level D? I head out to D. Okay, so you start you you basically about face and turn (laughs) turn back around to head back towards the elevators. Yep. And Sassy, I'm going to say you were definitely on one of the lower levels. Yeah, I would definitely, yeah, I would go to wherever our ship is, even after hearing about, well, yeah, especially after hearing about it. That's why I was going there. But I'd still keep going there just to get a look at, you know, gauging whether or not I could hack it or cut through it, or if it's unguarded, learning all of that. Right. Um, okay, so, yeah, you get to the docking bay on level 
In 23. Oh, so you're on level in too, just like um, you might have run into... You're on the same level as uh, Frederick. I'll even, even offer them some of my drugs from last night if they let me in. All right. Well, that is where we leave off. You've been listening to Tales of the Asteria. The GM for this game was Ava Rogers. Garrett Hall was played by Nathan Carver. Bob Kerinsky was played by Virus JTG. Frank Falcone was played by Brandon McKenna. And Sassy Diaz was played by Hal Nelson. Background music is by Dark Fantasy Studios. And sound effects are from Zapsplat.com, Dark Fantasy Studios, or Krotos. This podcast was edited and produced by Ava Rogers. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye. Goodbye.